I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, I'm Sarah, and this is the Whispering Woods podcast. This is our listener and Reddit story episode that I just handle on my own. And just a reminder, if you'd like to have your story featured on the podcast, the email address is thewhisperingwoodspodcast at gmail.com. So today I've got three true creepy stories. They're a bit of a mixed bag, and these ones have all come from Reddit. So we'll start with the first one that is from a deleted user. 2005. I graduated from UT Arlington. A friend of mine from high school and I both decided to move to Austin. We decided to share a moving truck and go together. Before we left... He was finishing up some courses in the summer and I was working. He was a close friend and I would often come home late at night and find him sleeping in his car in my driveway or sleeping on the sofa because my mum had let him in. I honestly didn't ask him any questions about it. He was over all the time anyway. I thought maybe his lease had ended at school and he was trying to avoid paying rent before the move. One day, we were cruising around together, and he said, I gotta go by the house and do some chores. I was like, um, what house? He told me he'd been house-sitting in Fort Worth for a couple he was friends with. Again, I didn't ask any questions. I went along for the ride. 
The house was in an extremely wealthy part of the Hulan area. The whole house was decked out in crazy 1960s and 70s Art Deco stuff. Avocado green shag carpet, bright paisley couches, spinning mobiles hanging from the ceiling, lava lamps and night lights with hypnotic psychedelic spirals plugged into almost every outlet. The living room was sunken from the rest of the house and even with all the extra lights, it seemed dark. I asked him about it and he immediately got defensive, barking. This is as bright as it gets. It was late afternoon and the sun hadn't yet set. I was still standing in the entryway. I could see off to my right into the dining room which had a bay window facing the front yard. Clear as anything I've seen in my life, a black cat walked into the dining room, hopped up on one of the dining room chairs and looked at me. You're feeding the cat cat for them? them? I asked. I couldn't believe this because my friend was always at my house. There's no animals animals here, here. he said from the kitchen. But, 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 I started. There's there's no no animals animals here, here, he yelled, cutting me off. What the hell, I thought, and stepped down into the living room and sat on the couch facing the mantle and the TV. In front of me, there was a carved mobile of a fish, like a Christian fish. It was hanging from a wire from the mantle. It was slowly rotating, and as it turned, the place where its eye would be sparkled. I got up and walked over to get a better look and found that the entire thing was made of wood. Nothing sparkly. Fairly creeped now, I went back to the sofa and turned on the TV. Logan's run was playing, which is creepy enough. My friend headed out to the backyard to fill the pool and water plants. As soon as he closed the door and I was alone, all of the sound in the house stopped. No AC noise. No refrigerator noise. No TV noise. It was like a vacuum. Frantically, I started pressing the volume button on the remote. Slowly, I started to hear white noise like old TV static. But it sounded like it was happening directly in my ears, not coming from the TV. I stopped pressing the button on the remote, and it kept getting louder until it transformed into a deafening, evil scream in my ears. I shot up, off the sofa and outside. He looked up at me from the edge of the pool where he was kneeling. You saw saw something, something. he said. I heard heard something, something. I replied. He looked down, averting his eyes. Then we need to to hurry, hurry. he said seriously. Don't Don't talk talk about about it it, or it gets gets worse. worse. Before we left, I had to use the bathroom. Good luck, he said. I was terrified. It was all old, tiny tile and exposed pipes. When you sat on the toilet, you faced the vanity mirror, which was crazy, so I stared at the floor. It was ridiculously colder in there than the rest of the house. The pipes were audibly creaking and groaning behind me and above my head in a way that seemed excessive. 
I was staring at my shoes when I felt a hot breath on my neck and a low chuckle in one of my ears. I left without ever looking in the mirror. I was certain I would have seen something I wouldn't have liked. We left the house and got into the car. Not yet, he said. We drove off and he said it again. Not yet. When we got out of the neighbourhood, he turned to me and said, it crawls on me in my sleep. Turns out that couple got the house for a really good deal and now they wouldn't stay in it. They moved to Portland and never went back. The last thing I heard, 16 or 17 years ago, was they were having a very hard time selling it. I have to say, I truly like the sound of that house. And I've also noticed that my voice keeps changing. I'm like that as a person. I have one, I have many voices for many different occasions. Um, yeah. That house sounds perfect. Avocado. Love the colour of an avocado. I've actually got a deeper kind of sage green in my bedroom. I take from that story that the more attention was given to that entity, the stronger it got. Um, It sounds really quite terrifying, although the house, as I've said, sounds pretty wonderful and I would love to have a sunken living room. Right, let's get on to the second story. And a shout out to Chubby Mermaid FL for letting me share this story. I really appreciate it. When I was growing up, we would go and visit my grandmother on the east coast of Florida about once a month. So I was just as comfortable in her little house as I was my own. Even at the age of 10, I knew all the back roads and shortcuts and scenic drives. One afternoon, my mother and I were in the car and were taking a leisurely ride when she took me further down a known road that I'd ever recalled being on. She then took a left and got on a road that ran through the salt marsh. As we were going along, she's sharing stories about the swamp ape and other local legends. When I look up and say, Oh, I know where we are. I recognise this area. I came down here with Grandma once. My mother was confused because my grandmother had not driven in years. She didn't even own a car. I proceeded to tell her about coming up here and describe a big Victorian house on the corner overlooking the marsh. As we approached the curve, I said, Here, Here, it's right up there. My mother pulled over and there was no house on the hill as I had remembered it. Where's the house? I asked. You could clearly see that at one point there had been a homestead there. There were remnants of a stone walkway and retaining wall and the way the trees were spaced and the ground levelled out. I went on to describe the two-storey house in full detail from the gingerbread wood carving to the porch swing. My mother kept asking me questions and I kept answering them. I told her that I'd come with Grandma to visit a friend who was ill and that she had bought food for the family and that I remembered playing with a little girl on the front porch and swinging in the swing with her. It was then that my mother told me that the house used to be there and burned down in the late 1940s. Wait, what? 
the 1940s. And that, yes, the lady who had lived there had been a friend of my grandmother's. And that she, my mum, had a very distinct memory of visiting there with her mother when the lady had been ill and bringing food. She then said, I always wondered who the little blonde girl was that I played with on the porch that day. I asked Mama on the way home if she would bring me back to play with the little girl. And she was perplexed because there was no young children in the home at that time. Instantly, we were both covered in goosebumps when we realised that approximately 20 years before I was born, I played on a wraparound porch with my own mother. so bizarre and freaky imagine like meeting your mum in the past like hanging out 20 years before you were even born my head hurts when I try and think about that too much it really does because it's like so was that time ago or is it in the future and my brain my brain my menopausal brain can't quite take that amount of pressure it's all a bit sort of deja vu makes you wonder doesn't it you know Right, let's move on to the third story. And I'd like to say thank you to Muslin00. Thanks so much for letting me share your story. I really appreciate it. This is an actual, true story about what happened in December. I didn't think about posting the story here until just now. But here I am sharing it. For the sake of anonymity... Places and names will be switched out. My boyfriend and I have been together for over two years now. When this occurred, we had also been living together in an apartment for almost a year. I'll refer to him as John and myself as Jane. One thing about my boyfriend is that he is... I wouldn't call him psychic or a medium. Both him and some of his family just have the ability to feel presences. Something no one can see or hear, but him and his other relatives can just notice. This was prevalent a lot in the first apartment we lived in, as the place was quite old. John would feel some type of energy in the apartment every now and then. Since I'm a person who can get quite spooked, I quickly told him to save the stories of the presences he could pick up until we had moved out of there. Kindly enough of him, he did. John has shared some of the details after we moved away from there and they were pretty creepy, in my opinion. When we then moved into our current apartment that was built pretty recently, John could confirm that he did not feel any of those energies in there. I was relieved by this, as I'm sure you can understand. Another thing about John is that he talks in his sleep. It happens about once a week, as far as I'm aware of. I'm a pretty heavy sleeper, but I can sometimes wake up by him talking nonsense or giggling out of nowhere. It's usually just a sentence, if even that. Sometimes it's just a word or two. I've tried several times to record him in his sleep, but so far, no luck in that plan. With all of this information shared, 
let me tell you the story that brought me to write this in the first place. In the beginning of December, me, John and my dad had decided to go visit my grandma. I hadn't seen her for quite some time and she lived about a two-hour drive away from us. And my grandma has this doll. She's called Rebecca. It's a regular plastic doll with blonde hair and is the size of a small child. When growing up, my dad would tell me these stories of Rebecca the doll. Stories about her making things move places when he was home alone as a kid. I had of course shared these stories with John and we would laugh them off. As a woman in her early 20s, I wouldn't say that I was scared of Rebecca. I'm not even sure if I believe the stories that my dad told me. But having seen a lot of horror movies, many of them containing dolls, I had grown a respect for Rebecca. No need to provoke her, just to stay on the safe side. When visiting my grandma, I, of course, needed to show John the doll. She's placed in the corner of my grandma's bedroom, so me and John went in there. Out of nowhere, John decides to flip his finger at Rebecca. I instantly felt panic and told John to apologise to Rebecca, to be on the safe side. John said no, laughed it off and left the room. I quickly followed. I didn't want to be left alone in the room with that doll, especially after what had just happened. We returned home that same night, neither of us talking about the doll for the rest of that day. I'd honestly forgotten about it already, since we also decided to visit my cousins who lived in the same town as my grandma. Me and John went to sleep around midnight. Despite being a heavy sleeper, my boyfriend falls asleep before I do most nights. This happened that night as well. I remember that I was just about to fall asleep, but John nudged me with his elbow as if he was looking for me. He said Jane several times. I gave up on ignoring him and asked what he wanted. What are you doing, he said. I asked him what he meant. Why are you standing there in the corner, he responded. I instantly got chills down my spine. What do you mean, I asked back. Yes, you're there in the corner. Why are you staring at me, he replied. The room was pitch black. If there was indeed someone standing in the corner of the room, there is no way either of us could have seen it. No, what are you talking about? I'm lying next to you, I responded, terrified at this point. Oh right, okay, he said. Then he was quiet again, sleeping heavily. I felt ridiculous taking my phone and pointing the flashlight towards the corners of the room. Of course I would not see anything. But just knowing that my boyfriend had felt something with us in the room was enough for me to barely get any sleep that night. When waking up the next morning, John had no recollection of what had happened during the night. When I told him, he laughed at me and apologised for ruining my sleep. At first I thought he was lying, that the whole thing had been a prank just to scare me. But John is a terrible liar, and I know he was honest about him having slept through the whole thing. 
For Christmas, we went back to see my grandma. I went into her bedroom as I apologised to Rebecca on behalf of John and myself. Nothing similar has happened since. I've shared this story to friends and family, all who thought it was funny. I just can't shake this feeling that it was actually the presence of Rebecca in our bedroom that night, that we'd upset her and she'd followed us home. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Now, it's probably a good job that Toby doesn't join me on these... uh on these episodes. As we all know, he doesn't love dolls at all. Funnily enough, I've started actually making some dolls. They're they're made from clay. This sounds a bit odd, but they're sort of carved and moulded and formed and I'm having great fun doing it. Because, of course, to be quite truthful, I'm not on social media an awful lot at the moment because I'm hitting one of those really, really down phases. So I'm seeing the doctor... Um, doing all the stuff, you know, that you, you, you know you should do, you're meant to do. But it's not really working at the moment. So I'm, I'm just trying to get through it and I'm putting a lot of effort into the podcast and making dolls to try and get me through this ro- really rocky period. So please bear with me if you don't see a lot of me on social media at the moment. I'll be back, I promise. Well, that's the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed And like I said at the beginning, if you'd like your story featured on the podcast, please email thewhisperingwoodspodcast at gmail.com. And that's it from me. We will catch you again on Monday. Take care, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.